<laughs> Welcome to Bloom Living. I am your host, Thomas Shooter, former rock musician turned financial strategist, looking to up the game of life whenever we can. Welcome to the show. Today is the launch of season two of the Bloom Living podcast. And uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to be uh, back on the air doing this show. You know, we had a great run uh, with Voice America. We did uh, 13 weeks of money, mindset, and love. And I'll tell you, it was a great learning experience for not just myself, but for uh, Leslie, both of us, for Leslie and myself. We learned a ton about production, about putting on a show, about being live on the air, and uh, just what that takes. I mean, you know, anytime you go live, especially when you're going to have guests or you have an agenda, uh, it takes a lot. It's, uh, it's nerve wracking. It kind of hits you in the gut, but you know what? It's an absolute, um, it's an absolute blast. And so again, it's great to be back. Um, so here's the, uh, here's the outline is we're thinking we're going to be doing a show on a weekly basis. And, uh, and so we're going to have guests. We're not going to have guests sometimes. It's going to be just like whatever sort of lands in our lap to seem like the right thing to do. We're just going to surrender to that and we're going to do it. And uh, before I get too far into this, I just wanted to add also that uh, the Bloom Living podcast is now up on Stitcher as well. So um, you can find us there. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us on Spotify. And I'm, I'm super thrilled that we figured out the technology of how to do all of that because, uh, you know, Leslie and I aren't technology wizards. Um, so, you know, anytime that we can, uh, anytime that we can figure stuff out and, uh, and make technology work for us, uh, we're thrilled. We're just like super happy about it. Uh, today we've got a great show. We've got a uh, what I would call a master in the show, social media space. Uh, Cody Kearns is going to be joining us. Uh, he's down in uh, in Florida, down in Miami. I'm up here on the west coast of Canada, as far almost as far west in Canada as you can get. I live on Vancouver Island. I'm uh, working from my home studio today, and uh, you know it's a beautiful day. It's uh, 11 a.m. And the sun is shining, and I am just super grateful to be back and have this opportunity. Uh, before we bring on our guest, though, there's some things I wanted to uh, kind of talk about today. And um, I have started some new things in, in my life. So one of the things that Leslie and I have taken on recently is we have uh, launched into the intermittent fasting. So we have started that uh, together. It's... Um, it's a lot of fun when we can do that together, something like that. And so what we've taken on is using a couple of apps. So for that, we're using the Vora app, which just tells us uh, when the last time we ate was and uh, how long we've been fasting for. So right now, we're working on 16-hour cycles. So for 16 hours, we're only drinking liquid and they're clear liquids. So um, if we're going to have coffee, it's uh, coffee without cream or sugar. Uh, tea is obviously the same and then water no juices or anything like that. And so uh, we're using the Vora app. And basically, so for eight hour window, we can eat some food. And for 16 hours, uh, we're not, we're choosing not to. And so Vora helps us track that. We've also added a scale in the house, the Renfo app and scale. And that, what that does is it actually helps us to see how our, how we're progressing in terms of some of our goals. So for myself, one of my goals is to get down to about 167 pounds 
um, somewhere in that window. Currently, I'm sitting at about 168.8, down from 173 in just a week, which is pretty great. But one of my big targets is body fat. And currently, my body fat's at about 13.1% to 13.5. It's fluctuating in there. And I want to get down to 11 or less. Uh, I think 10% body fat is on their, on their app. It says athlete. So I'd love to get into the athlete uh, domain. So that's what I'm. That's something I'm working to uh, with that. And then a couple other things that I've added in terms of um, in terms of apps have been the Sleep Cycle app and the Life Cycle app. And I've just launched the Life Cycle app, so I can't say too much about it. But the Sleep Cycle app uh, I've been using for uh, I think three nights now, and I'm starting to already see patterns of my sleep. And uh, and so I'm really curious how that's going to pan out and how the Lifecycle app is going to pan out in terms of monitoring, you know, uh, when I'm with the family, when I'm in the office, when I'm out exercising, uh, when I'm taking time for myself, all of those sorts of things. This is what I, I really am interested now in collecting this data just because it helps me to, you know, keep pushing myself up. I mean, one of my goals is to constantly... Uh, you know, a couple things. One is to constantly be present. So be right where I am, fully present. Uh, if it's with people, if it's with my family, just be there and enjoy the moment. So that's number one goal. Number two is to elevate myself, elevate my game in life and how I show up and how I serve others. And, uh, and so what I'm finding is the more I take on you know, such as doing the Bloom Living podcast, such as creating programs for financial awareness, all of that stuff, uh, managing, uh, managing people's accounts and, and looking after their finances. The more that I increase that level, the more I need to be dialed in and really focused on my time management and how much I'm doing things. And so uh, one of my goals right now is really data collection. Let's find out, you know, where I am right now, what that's looking like, because I don't feel like where I am right now is going to be what I require to move the needle forward. So, um, so I'm going to have to put in some new strategies and, uh, and I'm going to have to put in some new plans. And so uh, that's what I'm working to right now. Uh, my producer, codename my producer, Leslie <laughs> has come in. Uh, I know our guest is standing by and I'm just going to be a few more minutes and then, uh, and then we're going to invite, invite Cody Kearns in. And so, uh, yeah, those are, those are for me, that's what I want to do is I want to up the level of things. And in order to do that, I kind of need to know exactly where I am. Like, where do I stand today? What are my patterns? What is interrupting my ability to uh, push myself forward? And so uh, with that in mind, um, I had, uh, I was listening this morning, I was out walking the dog and I was listening to, uh, a book that I read many, many years ago. So 1999, I read the power of now, uh, Eckhart Tolle and, uh, I've been re reading it. Well, I've actually been listening to this book. I, I do a combination of both. I both, uh, do audiobooks and I also like to read as well. And it really depends on the kind of book that I've got going on, whether I need to focus more than I, than I like to read. If I just want to absorb, then I'll do an audio version. So uh, one of the things that I, I picked up this morning was the idea of um, how we show up in the world. And uh, so here was, the, here was the coaching. So see if you can catch yourself complaining in either speech or thought about whatever situation you find yourself in. 
So that could be like what other people are doing or saying, your surroundings, your life situation, even the weather, for example. And so find yourself, are you complaining about that? And I've, I've had these, like I've had many of these moments in my life where you're just yelling at what is so. You're complaining about just the way it is. And this causes stress. This is like the, the inability to accept what is actually happening around you and what is going on in your life causes the stress. And so to complain about it and to complain about any of this stuff that's going on is just to not be in acceptance of the way it is. And so, and there is a point to all of this that I'm leading to. So you have three options according to Eckhart. You can remove yourself from the situation, you can change it, or you can accept it totally. And I love this because I just read the surrender experiment and acceptance or surrender is not a sign of weakness. It's actually just saying, hey, you know, I get it. Here's where it is. Here's where I'm at. Now, where can I go from this? What's possible from this? But if we're not willing to get present and be, you know, in where we are, to be exactly where we are with all that is around us, then it's really hard to actually start building and going forward. Because if you're locked into that one day in the future, you're missing everything that's going around. And so for prosperity, this is what that looks like. Let's take prosperity. So for prosperity, well, I was when you're looking toward the future to that one day where it might show up, and I wrote this out this morning, so I'll just read it because I don't have it memorized. But uh, for myself, while I was looking toward the future to that one day where it would show up constantly, it eluded me. So I was never able to get myself in a place of being fully prosperous and feeling on top of my game. And it wasn't until I became present with exactly the way my life was, my exact circumstances today, and I acknowledged to, I acknowledged it and I surrendered to it. And I was just like, you know what? At the end of the day, if all of this stuff goes away, all the stuff that I've accumulated, what does it matter? I've got my health. I've got my family. I've got my loved ones. That's like, that's, that's life enough for me right there. And so and so uh, I'm, I just became grateful for what is. And through that acceptance, I was actually able to start attracting prosperity into my life. And, and so when I look back to those moments, it's like an aha. And so I would invite you to uh, read The Power of Now or listen to the audio version of that and start practicing the ability to get into what is so, what is current. Um, so thank you for that. So Cody Kearns is a digital marketing expert with over four years of, of experience as the CEO of I Come Up Marketing. Cody has serviced over 4,000 plus businesses and individuals to grow their following better and, and to better brand themselves, improve their content, increase their online sales and online lead flow. Cody took an idea and had turned it into over $3 million plus in revenue in just the past 24 months. And he's currently helping business owners, employees, and individuals use social media the right way, the organic way, and is helping them win big. That is some impressive numbers. Uh, Cody Kearns, welcome to the show. Um, wow, it's really, great, uh, it's really great to have you here. And those are, those are impressive. So maybe we'll just dive into what got you into the social media world. What was that all about? Yeah, definitely. I appreciate the introduction too. I was just, I've just put you on my story. So very intentful. I think social media is a place that um, a lot of times people think is for fun, right? And it is, it's social. It's a place where people can go and hang out. 
and converse and just kind of do whatever. And that's what sparked, you know, about four years ago, sparked my interest in it was how can I dive into this social media world, right? Four years ago, this is before Ty Lopez had his courses. This is before, you know, these big guys were really preaching use social media all the time. It was still a very unknown space and still is, right? Developing every day. But my biggest concern was I saw a huge need in the social media space to just bring more clarity, um, more real life connections and figure out how I could help people grow their business through social media um, and being able to reach an organic targeted audience, right? Four years ago, bots were really, really common. Uh, Facebook and Instagram have done a great job at eliminating them. But that was the, the opportunity and the challenge I saw at the same time was how can I go about this in an organic way? How can I help people, you know, increase their exposure? And what it's turned into today is nothing would I imagine, you know, my company would turn into just, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit, but. That's yeah. great. And I, you know what? I, um, I love what you said there in the idea that uh, it's turned into nothing you imagined because uh, one of, one of the, one of the things that I stand on always is that um, I have, you know, I have goals in my life. I have dreams and aspirations, but they're not so clear cut that I'm not able to allow whatever is going to happen to happen. Right. Because, you know, I find if I'm really too dialed in, I might be limiting what's actually possible, right? And so when we can just open ourselves up to the future of what, you know, just get to work doing what we're doing and then just allow it to show up, it's amazing what can happen, right? Yeah, I heard you talking about the power now. Um, have you ever listened to the audio series? It's called Your Wish is Your Command. I have not. I'm writing this down, by the way. Yeah, you should check it out. Uh, your Wish is Your Command by uh, Kevin Trudeau. And what he preaches in there over and over is the how isn't important. Yeah. It's, and it's not. And I think a lot of people get caught up in you have that, that such a specific goal and timelines and pressure. If you're in work or in a job situation, or if you run your own business, you, you have debt, all these different things that put pressure on people to try and figure out every day how, 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 instead of focusing on the end result and letting everything take care of itself along the journey, right? The power of now, how can you stay in the present moment and not worry about the how? Mm -hmm. Worry about the now, not the how, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this old saying that I love to quote from uh, the Quakers from way back. And uh, like oatmeal? Yeah, like <laughs> they were, uh, I think they were like a, a religious sect, so to speak, right? So, um, but they used to have this saying, when you pray, move your feet. So, you know, I look at, yeah, I mean, and, and there's all sorts of definitions for prayer out there. For me, prayer could be just asking for, you know, gratitude for the day and, and you're just praying, but, you know, or even just saying, hey, I want to do this with my business can be a form of prayer in my mind. And so when I shoot for something, when I say, hey, this is what I want, it's not going to happen if I sit on my sofa. I got to move my feet, right? And then just be present to what you're doing and moving forward, right? Yeah, 100%. Great. So- so with that in mind, I want to I want to ask you because I know you know some recent things. You just had a conference, um, and and I know you've got uh, people that work with you at I Come Up, and so as I a I had to leave the office. I told you our Wi-Fi has been acting up. I was going to try phone service, and then one fifty five. I was like, I got to catch an Uber home so I can make this thing. 
So again, made it happen, right? You just got to make it happen. Right. Um, so with that in mind, with your, with having staff, with having people to manage and all that, do you have things that keep you grounded like to, to, so that you can be present so that you can be with people when they've got a challenge coming up and you're, you know, they work with you. So we want to support each other whenever we're in those situations. So are there any things that you're doing to actually keep yourself present and mindful? Yeah, I think, um, and I've been preaching this to my team and some of the guys that are starting to make some good money on our sales team is just, as we progress as individuals and as a unit, um, because a company is really just a bunch of individuals willing to work towards the same, same purpose, right? And keeping together a company and growing a company at a large scale is the people that have done it. I mean, you need to can commend them and it's, it's unbelievable. And you know that once you get in, but what's helped us the most, especially being at a little bit of a younger age, right? Most of the people in our office are, everyone's under 30 majority of the age is 21 to 25 years old. And I've preached responsibility, giving myself more responsibility, uh, a bigger payroll, promising people that are in my team that I'm going to deliver more to them. I think not only makes me have to show up and stay grounded, but it also encourages them to perform better at what they're doing on the day to day. Right? So in short, I think it's giving yourself more responsibility. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be the guy that goes out and spends every dollar pre-tax and buy a Lambo. No, that's not responsibility. That's stupidity. Responsibility is putting someone on your payroll, thinking about how you can take someone from a 1099 contractor to a W-2 employee and start paying payroll tax and think about how you can help them with benefits, right? All those things the sooner you can kind of take on the big boss role, right? And start cutting bigger checks and start actually caring about the people in your team, whether it's one person or a thousand. Um, I think that those leaders, they, they put a great deal of responsibility on themselves and they have to make it happen. They make it so there is no plan B. You can't abort mission and then have 10 people saying, Hey, well, I'm owed this, right? I worked here the whole week. Well, I was just doing this out the right no, I'm grounded and every day I have to show up to perform so that these people that are relying on me and I'm relying on them, we keep that harmony and, uh, you know, stay in sync. And that's the number one thing I've taken away over the last few years is just give yourself more responsibility. If you're an employee in a company, give yourself more responsibility, hire an assistant with your own money, you know, start using what you have to build more responsibility for yourself to show up every day. So it's not just, I have to drive to the office today. It's another day at work. Mm. Right. And I, I like talking from the entrepreneur mindset, but I think the reality is most people are working jobs still and jobs are not bad. And I think that social media has made it seem like entrepreneurship is this glorious. Everyone should be an entrepreneur. And I'm sitting here saying at 24 years old, dude, I worked a job for a while so that I could pay my bills and, and be able to think clearly about what I'm doing. Because the second you cut all that, you actually have less responsibility. You're not showing up to a job. You're not showing up to work. You're just going to sit there, you know, and draw out some business plans, right? So kind of getting off on a different tangent here, but I just think the responsibility thing is huge, man. Um, and keeping yourself busy is, that to me is, is the most important thing. Right. That's great. You know, um, I've had, uh, you know, I've got, a, a, I've been in, you know, this 
world of business now as a um, as a financial strategist for you know two decades, and I've I've had the point where I've built the business up to you know having employees, having staff, and and I've torn it all down and brought it back to you know ground zero again, and uh, and the toughest thing for me in all of that was um, was disappointing people that worked for me. Like that was the that was the hardest part was was letting go of people or watching them move on to another job or another situation because we weren't fulfilling on our end. And, um, I don't want, I don't want to experience that again. I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. You know, it's not, um, it's not why I got into business and, uh, you know, so from an entrepreneurial mindset, uh, just as you were talking, like showing up, I agree. It, sh- it, it, it happens at every level. And, I would almost encourage anybody that has a day job, if you could turn that into a mindset of you own it, it's amazing what you can accelerate or grow yourself, you know, into as you move forward. Yeah, because if I work at a big company, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be friends with the owners and executive members. Why would I leave a place that has people that are at where I'm at if that's really where I want to be? Now, if you're working a job and you don't like it, that's one thing, right? But if you're working a job and all this noise and outside clutter with social media and being an entrepreneur and this and that, you're hearing all this and then you quit that job where that executive making a million, two million a year, you could have reached him. I think you made the wrong choice by, by jumping off the bridge because what I've realized too is you need to get around people with power and that are making and earning and fulfilling and doing things that you want to do. And there is no way to get there without attaching to somebody else or learning from somebody else who has exactly what it is you're looking for. Mm. So again, I guess it's situational, you know, in each company and each, each, uh, you know what I mean? But man, I just think that I feel like we're getting off topic, but the job thing really like as of recently has gotten under my skin because especially with, you know, millennials, it's people with jobs are bashed and they're shamed and, they're made fun of. Right. And it's, it's this and all this noise. And I just think it's so wrong and it's our job to preach to people the reality of how you can build a real business. You need to learn first. You need to have mechanics and systems in mind. So you don't spend three to five years trying to figure it out on your own. Hmm. So I just think if you're, if you're at a place or around people that have what you want on some sort of level, why don't you get to that level first before you just try and go do it all yourself? Even if that's six figures, right? Even if that's 50 yeah. grand a year, hit a level of respect and responsibility for yourself and then start to make bigger decisions, you know, but the six figure terminology, it's just gotten out of hand and quit your job and make six figures doing this and doing that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, what I'll say on that is there's no easy road to any of that. Like all of it is, it requires effort, work, uh, dedication, passion, especially, you know, Great. Like, you better, you better have a leader and someone directing you who's doing it for themselves, you know? Right. So really what you're, you know, and I'll just, I'll just piggyback on that. So really what you're talking about is mentorship is having mentors around you, having people around you that have either done it before, been there, or are doing it because it, it'll save you a lot, right? It'll save you a lot of pain and suffering. Years. 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 And it's worth more than any dollar amount that you could put on it, you know? But I think the, 
the hardest thing for people in those situations is just kind of dissolving their ego to take advice from somebody else and actually implement that exact advice they're being told. Mm. Cause everyone kind of wants to do things on their own. Right. So dropping that ego and just being a sponge, taking what you like and, and tr- like transmuting that into how you would put it out, not copying the person or the mentor, but taking the advice, digesting it and then spitting it out in your own form in your own original way, man, that's key. And it's what I've done with a few people that have, that have mentored me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really, uh, so what I'm hearing is, um, you know, being a creator and myself who has, uh, you know, I'll just take it back to my music days when I was, you know, making records and touring and playing drums. Obviously I had, uh, drummers that I looked up to, you know, they were, they were greats in my view. I mean, my favorite drummer of all time is Neil Peart of the, of the rock band rush. The guy was, you know, referred to as the professor on the drum kit. Right. So, you know, you know who Rich Redman is? Sorry? Rich Redman? No, I don't. He's a drummer uh, for Jason Aldean. He's one of our clients. Maybe a cool connection for you to follow him when we get off here. Just off top. Yeah, yeah. He sparked that. He's a, he's a great dude and he jams. <laughs> Drumming is awesome. But anyhow, I had mentors, right? As a musician, I had mentors that I would, you know, I wanted to somewhat emulate what they had accomplished through their mindset, their lifestyle, and the, and the way they played and approached writing songs and creating music as a creator, right? And so what I'm hearing from you is that, is that we can take the, the lessons from a mentor, but then turn it into our own and create our life and our career path or our entrepreneur path, how we see it, but using the tools that we've sort of borrowed, if you will, from somebody who's been there or is doing that, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And now I wanted to touch on, uh, on a couple things because I do, uh, I do follow you on, on social media and, uh, I do follow your stories and, and for full disclosure for everybody out there, I am also a client of, I come up. So this is why I wanted to bring you on the show is because I have been working with your team for just a little over a month and I'm very pleased so far with the work that has gone on, the, uh, the type of work that you're doing, we, how we've had um, open dialogue and calls with your team to make sure that the messaging is where Leslie and I want it, that the ty- kind of you know, people that we're going out to attract and, and not only attract, but also to follow on Instagram is in alignment with, with what, who we are as business owners and people in the world. So I'm a very appreciative of the work you're doing. And I just wanted to have full disclosure around that. Yeah. So Yeah. And, and then uh, 30 days in, we're still very, very early. Yeah. Um, And so one of the things that you touched on the other day that I thought was fascinating, because it brings me back to my Edward Jones days was uh, you had shared a story to the effect of um, making calls. I don't know if you remember that, but you had like, you had a boatload of calls on your schedule to proactively go out and create business for your company. Do you want to just talk about that and like what the strategy is there or how you guys do that from an internal point for yourselves? Yeah. I mean, well, we, we run ads and boosted posts to our website, which has a pop-up, right. To gather people's information. We send them a free branding guide. Now I talk with so many business owners, business owners, real business owners, entrepreneurs, employees, whatever. 
And you would be surprised more than not. One, people really don't want to make phone calls. And two, people think there's this ideal lead that can just be served to them on a golden platter that says, I want to buy right now. Just sign me up. (laughs) We take the complete opposite approach. We call every single person that comes through our system. You want to know what? 90% of it is a waste of time, but it's not a waste of time. Mm -hmm. We talk to every single person that we can communicate with because if 14-year-old Johnny is broke, first of all, we don't want to work with a 14-year-old regardless, but his dad owns a roofing company or Johnny grows up in four years and decides to do this, right? Or we talk to the guy who's employed here but introduces us to this guy here. Oh, then all of a sudden it wasn't a waste of time, right? So we just slam the phones. Like that's something that we've never really had a problem doing because if you're in business, I mean, don't you need to talk to people? You know, and I think it's like diluted and Grant, I love Grant Cardone for this reason that do they cold call still? We don't cold call. Okay. That's one thing we don't do. And he preaches the phone so much. I can't agree anymore because the second you can get someone on a phone call, you can learn everything about them in 10, 15 minutes. Hmm. You can figure out how much money they're making, where they're located, what they do for work, what their goals are, what their passion is. Have they invested in your industry before? Are you going to be their first investment in that industry? All this information and material that would take months to try and figure out just by looking at them online. So it's funny. We're a social media you know, marketing agency, but we take those relationships on social media offline as fast as possible. Right. I don't want to get caught up messaging or commenting. I want to get your phone number and try and put this in a real, real life relationship. That's how social media is used the right way for business. Wow. But it's, you know, four years to, to like figure this out. And for one, for people to be willing to share their phone number with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, I'll share with you that, uh, you know, when I started as a financial advisor, I started with Edward Jones, where their, you know, their philosophy is you go out and you door knock in the community in which your office is going to be. And, you know, I knocked on 1500 doors when I started my business. And yeah, you're absolutely right. 90% of those people did not become clients. (laughs) But every one of those conversations trained me for the next conversation. For the next person I was going to talk to, it gave me the confidence, the ability to understand, to formulate the right context for what I want to talk about. And not only that, it gave me my voice, right? It actually trained me to create who I was and how I wanted to represent myself when I was going out, you know, into networking groups or, you know, anything else I was doing. And from that, I'd say that, you know, I became the chair of a chamber of commerce um, in Vancouver. I became the chair of the... uh, Greater Vancouver Board of Trade, Small Business Council. All of those things I did, I would say, were a catapult from those door knocking days and really learning my craft, right? And uh, and and I'll I'll just finish. Like Edward Jones had this philosophy. It was the you know it was the one two punch. First you go meet them face to face, then you give them a phone call, then you go back and see them one more time, and you give them a phone call, and that shortened the time to leading up to them becoming a client because they knew you as a person. Yep. Right. You- yep. And with the funnels and the ads and the, you know, Calendly, all everything that's out now is just diluting the fact that 
maybe you can, you know, drop ship and the people that do that are awesome. The people that went in that, but if you're trying to build a business with people in it and pay salaries <laughs> and pay you know, company taxes, you got to be on the phone. You got to be knocking on doors, whatever industry you're in, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's a dying, it's a dying, uh, what's the word? Art it's, form. Yeah. Like calling yeah. people and making, making sales calls. It's, it's a dying form and everything's kind of transitioning to more of the automated sector. But I think the people that can stay in this lane and master it, I mean, I think they cash out long-term more than any other thing that could be done. You got to be willing to pick up the phone, man. Like that's it. And if you don't want to pick up the phone, you should hire and pay someone who will pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I love it. I also love that you put, if you're having a business with people in it, like I can't think of a business that doesn't require you know, drop shipping and things like that. <laughs> hey, my, my dog is saying hello to you. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's your dog's name? His name is Arlo. Arlo. He's a 160-pound Great Dane. Oh, my gosh. I've got, uh, we've got a dog here named Getty Lee after uh, the singer from Rush, and uh, he's not 160 pounds, though. He's a Border Collie Lab. You're so. really a Tom Sawyer kind of guy, aren't you? Uh, well, that was, you know, Neil Peart was my hero, so, yeah. you know, that's um, – but, hey, but moving – Moving on, I, there, so back to your stories because I uh, I I do want to get this out of you because I think it's um, I think it's really great stuff for our audience out there. You were talking, I think it was yesterday. You were talking about um, the, an age demographic that wasn't maybe using Instagram or social media. I think you put it, put it as social media, so I won't I won't corner it to Instagram, but maybe weren't using social media and there was an opportunity there. And, you know, I myself, hey, I'm 54 years of age. Wow, I'm, you look great. Thank you, sir. Um, so I have, you know, Leslie and I, my wife and I have really made a focus on trying, and I, I use the word trying, uh, to understand social media and get ourselves up to speed on how all of it works, on doing ads. We've done all sorts of things. We've played around with it. And I'm excited about it. I think it's a great opportunity to reach out at a level that, when I started in my business was not available. Like it just wasn't there. And so I'd just like you to speak to our audience about what you're seeing and, and an opportunity that maybe people aren't, you know, aren't clued into. Yeah, well, let me ask you first, like if I told you you'd be able to bench 225 pounds six times, how long do you think it would take you to get to that point? Uh, maybe six weeks to eight weeks. Okay. And for some people, it might be six to eight months, right? For some people to lose a bunch of weight, it could be a year. Again, the internet has created this microwave frenzy where people think they can just pop on social media and within a month become somebody and have endless flows of leads and attention. And if it doesn't work in that first month, it was a waste of time and social media sucks. Mm. Just like anything else, it's going to take months, if not years, to build a solid reputation online. And I'm laying this up, and I'm going to answer the question in a second. It takes months, years to build a brand where people will willingly share their information with you because they know you're the real deal and because they know and can see transparently who you are, what you do, and how much time and energy you invest, not just into being on social media, but into your real life. And why I think adults can win is because most adults already have a business or a structure set up. 
They have a family, they have income, they have all the little responsibilities figured out, which is attractive, right? And I think what adults think is that, oh, other adults are on social media. No, they're there. They're just laying dormant, kind of looking in the shadows. Right. Whereas with the youth, everyone's so loud and aggressive, trying to get attention here and here and here, that in the ages of 16 to 25, it's so saturated. Right. I'm competing with Sally who just graduated with a degree who says she's a full scale digital marketer. I'm competing with your son's friend who took a course and says he's a digital marketing master. Right. Whereas adults, I think have a lot more established. And I think that if they can brand themselves the right way, they can not only attract to that younger demographic, but people their age who are looking for people that will come out and get through the obscurity and put out good information, put out good content. And at the same time, you're not only on social media just to try and get your next lead there, but you're there because you actually care about building a brand. You understand it takes a while. You're not relying on your next sale to come from Instagram. You're winning in real life. And when you can convey that online, it's real, it's genuine, and people like it, dude. So I think, and we, we train, you know, a lot of people on, hey, you're winning. We, we want to work with you because you're already winning. We don't need the next lead today at 2 p.m. or else you go under. Right. And when you can just convey that, and as an adult, I just think, I'm going to say you guys have it easier. I don't, I'm not buying the BS excuse of we didn't grow up with this and I didn't grow up with it either. I was 16, 18 when social media started coming out. Maybe uh, my niece is growing up with it, who's seven or eight. Mm -hmm. But all the excuses from from people that, and really where I think it hits is like late 20s right now, early 30s. There's that gap of, well, if I even get on Instagram, you know, my buddies are going to make fun of me. I'm 29. Like, I didn't grow up with that, right? How weak of an excuse. I'm 54. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old fart. People my age aren't on there. We hear this all the time. And <laughs> they're, so, they're so wrong. I mean, they're, they're so wrong. If you look at the statistics and the data of how many people are active for hours a day, hours, where can you get that much attention somewhere? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, um, I'll just speak from my own perspective. Like for me, I have, you know, for whatever reason, in my blood is the desire to share whatever it is I uncover in the world. And as a musician, that's what drove me is I had this thing inside me that I needed to kind of get out. Right. You know, so we wrote songs and we toured and, you know, we, we made no money doing it, but we had a blast and we made some records or CDs as they were called back then. And, you know, they're out there in the, in the world, people paid for them. So I lived my dream. And, but still, even after that, you know, I moved into financial services and I'm back to like, hey, I've got something to say about this. Like I see people suffering and not understanding the whole rigmarole around finance. And it drives me, you know, it drives me to do something about it. And my way to do something about it, the best way I can see is through social media. Before social media, it was advertising on radio, right? It was, it was doing that kind of thing. Whereas now this is something I can do on my own and manage myself from, you know, front to end, and then hire a company like yourself to help me to grow the message and, and 
give me great coaching along the way to figure out what is the next best thing to do. 100%. And right. ultimately, no matter, I mean, there's people that use us, they use that, they're spending, you know, some companies and individuals spend a ton of money on their marketing. Yeah. But it goes back to the first thing. If they don't show up and they don't keep stacking those responsibilities on themselves, it won't work. And that's why people spend a lot of money on advertising. So they show up. So they show up to the podcast. So they show up every day on social. So they show up in real life and win in real life so that they can show people on social what they're doing, why it's attractive, what they're doing, and then use it as a form of advertising to pique people's interest to converse with them. I mean, that's, that's the, the formula, man. It's build a really, really uh, sexy brand, right? To the point where you're winning and doing so well in life and you're putting this on the internet that people are so attracted to you, they'll work with you and buy your products and services just because you're you. Mm -hmm. That's when you know you're doing it right. Yeah. And, and Grant Cardone again says this. He's like, dude, it doesn't matter who's got the best product or service. It's about who's the most known. So yeah. that's, it's a long-term play. I mean, social media is a long-term play. Yes, it costs money to play just like in anything. And if you, if, and not you, but if the viewer, whoever uses social media can't win with it, it's not anyone else's fault besides yours. You're not making it a priority. You're not doing it right. There's some sort of disconnect because why is it someone can do this on social and you're here, right? Maybe it's just destiny. Uh, maybe there's not enough room for people. I don't know. But I think that it's just because people don't take it serious and they don't really invest the time, effort, energy, and money into putting out good content and, uh, and making it a priority, man. That's all. And, and at the same time, still winning in their business in real life. It's a, it's a crazy formula. And I think it takes you know, a couple years for, for most people to figure it out. Some people are fast learners. Um, some people have other people's money to play with so they can kind of expedite it. But I feel like we're like blue collar kind of guys. Like we got to work for everything and most people do. So, you know, just know like it's worth the investment. I don't know anywhere else where I would put my money into right now besides the internet to advertise myself. Um, I'm biased because I have a digital based service, but I mean, even if you're in old school sales, like you got to be putting your spend somewhere in marketing and advertising. That's the next level for most people is just ma them making that investment. It gives them more responsibility to show up, to do well. And then the, all the results that come from the internet are just byproducts of their success. And people just start going, holy crap, man, this really does work. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to share something with you. I just, I did a promo the other day just for kicks on, uh, on Instagram. And right now, uh, 36% of my age range for following through and clicking through is the 35 to 44 age and 22% is 45 to 54. So that's wow. 50%. Huh? So almost 60% of your audience is 35 to 54, right? And only 25% was 25 to 34. And that for me, what's that? We're all doing a good job with that then. Well, yeah, but for me, that's great data, right? That's oh, like, okay, now I can, I can actually, I, say, I see where, you know, people are resonating with what I'm doing. So here's where I can focus my attention and my dollars in terms of target 
advertising or target targeting, you know, out there in the world of social media so that I'm not trying to just spray out to everybody and hope that somebody finds it. I can actually start maneuvering and going, here's where, here's where I can really channel myself. Right. Oh yeah. There was something you said that I wanted to, um, I wanted to kind of jump on, uh, and not, not jump on in a bad way, but it was sort of like another piece to, uh, people putting themselves on on social media and and something that I've struggled with as uh, as a you know an older guy putting myself out there has been the idea that uh, I'm not doing it right and and inside of not doing it right for me there's always been an element of maybe you're the next person like do your own thing right do your own thing again Find out what's kind of working out there. And then if you have something that is very unique to you, a certain way that you do things or a certain way that you phrase things or say things or the way you shoot your video, whatever it is, stay with your own creative juice at that point because you might be the next one that people look to and go, look at the success they're having. That's how you need to do it now, right? It's kind of like if you just follow what's happening now, you're kind of behind the curve in my mind. I want to be a leader, right? I want to be the guy that kind of came about and went, that guy was doing something nobody else was doing, yet I was kind of doing what everybody was doing. Oh, yeah. I think, and that's why, I, dude, you're 54. Like, your potential of people in that age range is, un, it's unreal. It's unbelievable. It's such an untapped market. And you taking all the things you're learning and putting it in your own form could be so attractive to them. And I don't think there is a right or wrong way to brand. I just think that you have to put content out and you have to be active. And the more you sit back and think about it, um, the, the less you put out and the more it becomes ingenuine. The more you think about trying of what you're going to do next or how you could get people to do this or that, the deeper that thought, those thoughts go, the less genuine it is. And I just don't think the universe will reward that as much, you know, whereas just the people that get on there, random thoughts, ideas, this, Hey, let's do that. Hey, I'm going to be intentful though. Right. Let's not forget that everything has intention behind it. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, there's a there's there is the element of being pretentious, you know, pretending that you're something that you're really not. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm very, you know, yeah, I, I'm and very if you're open about it and vocal, and I mean, it, then no problem with having fun, right? Yeah. So like when we go out and we go on these boats and rent cars, yeah, it's pretty obvious it's rented. It's pretty obvious we're doing that because it's fun. And we broadcast that to people. Some people get upset and some people go, Hey, I want to be at the next one. Hey, I want to be involved in that. Yeah. I think less, well, Leslie actually reached out to you guys and said that, you know, based on what we saw at that event that you held, uh, you know, let us know about the next one. Cause if we can, if we can make it happen in our lives, you know, we have 12 year old twin daughters. So we have a little bit of stuff that we need to sometimes cool. organize and coordinate. Um, but we would, you know, we would welcome the opportunity to to sit down with a bunch of people that are, you know, 20 plus and thirties and, and just learn and absorb what is going on in that, in that world and how they think. 37 year old, 38 year old, uh, two 41 year olds, like, and then you have 21 year olds. So the age thing too, it's like, it's all bullshit. The age thing, (laughs) it's all all bullshit because I'm going to listen to a guy like you 
for whatever it is value that you bring, right? You have 30 years on me of experience, parenting, finances, business, all these different things that you bring to the table. And then there's things that youth brings to the table. Mm-hmm. And that's why these events, I mean, they're, we were only getting, that was going to be our last one. Like I really went into that event thinking it was going to be our last one that we did, but they just keep getting bigger and people just, we just keep making them better. So it's cool, man. When you can get together in a room um, and train and have fun and be casual and get everyone involved and have a day where everyone goes out, you can really see who people are, you know, beyond business. You know, that's, that's what's cool to me. That's what makes those events pretty unique. Um, and just, it's a, it's a great time. So yeah, we'll, we'll be releasing the next one here pretty soon. Great. Um, uh, so we're getting close to, to, uh, wrap it up here. There's something I'd like to make sure that we don't miss out on. And that's, you know, if somebody wants to work with, I come up, you know, what's the next best step for them to take. And, and, and I'll say this before you, before you, you know, give your, uh, give your contact information or sales pitch, so to speak. I'll just say that my experience with you guys so far has been completely non-salesy. Like at no point have I felt pressured or felt like I needed to do something. You were referred to me by a very, you know, a very good friend of mine down in, uh, in Tennessee. And, uh, and I just reached out and we started the conversation and you put me in contact with, with one of your team. Um, and, uh, we just got, jumped on a call and it was just like, Hey, what am I looking to do? And the, the questions were pretty easy going and it focused on what I wanted to do. So with that in mind, please just let people know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the longer I've been in business, the more I just realized that, um, sales is, is just talking to people for who you are and who they are and figuring out where they're at. So you can present the right product or service to them. That's all. And when you're, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it would be forceful, right? Because we weren't asking the right questions. We would try and sell the adult a huge package that might not be real for them, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, there is no pitch. Like, I think everybody knows they need to be on social media and be marketing on some channel, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Uh, I just think that there's a lot of gray area in it and people just think that sometimes because their friend or they had a bad experience once that it's just an industry where you come in and it's all Fugazi. Mm-hmm. Um, our statement since day one has not changed. We've done everything with human beings. I have a team of 25 humans that get paid every single week to do their job. You work with real people on my team. Everything is extremely transparent we deliver what we say we're going to deliver. If there's a problem or an issue, it'll be addressed. And we keep the client responsible, you know, to what they are guaranteeing us, right? So, I mean, you need to increase your following. You need to be running ads, just depending on what type of business you're in. And really, we just, I mean, our sales calls are just figuring out what you do, um, seeing where your revenue is at, seeing where your business is at, so that we can put you on the right plan and package, you know, to give you the best results. Um, and that's it. I mean, we help people on all platforms and would love the opportunities to, to work with people. I think that, you know, we are in, in again, since day one, my goal is to be the Apple of social media marketing. We're expanding into all channels uh, within the next month or two with a very strategic partnership that I've been working on for a minute now. So 
we're going from just kind of being the small scale social media agency to a full scale digital marketing agency with access to the second largest consumer database in the country um, to help people find leads. And I think it's something we should talk about, you know, next term with you. But regardless, we're going to be able to provide a lot more value. It's something that over the last six months, I've been trying to figure out how can I provide more value? How can I provide more value? How can I get people better results? This fell into my lap, just the universe doing its thing. And, um, you know, that dream is going to become true. And my goal is to be the biggest digital agency, you know, in the country. And I think to do that, you need a team of people. And, you know, if you want to be working with an agency like that, um, by no means are we the biggest agency yet, but you know, you need to, you need to look for a company that has a team that has people you can communicate with that has, you know, group chats and full service, um, customer support. To me, those have always been the most important things, customer support and knowing that someone like you can get in a group chat or communicate with four to seven different people on my team. So you don't feel like at one point or another, I don't know, I can't get a hold of that one guy or that one thing. Really, what's going on behind the scenes there? Are they even a company? Are they? So we made it very transparent. Like, hey, we got an office, we got staff, I got a big payroll that I got to get these people paid um, so that they can deliver great results, you know, with our clients. So there's my pitch. Great. Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Should we put that in the uh, in the Facebook and for the, for when this gets uploaded to to uh, a podcast where it's just um, audible? How how is somebody going to find you? Yeah, so my phone number. Uh, I have a business phone number, so it's seven eight six eight seven nine one one three one. You can text me, call me. It's our company line. Uh, you'll probably speak with myself, Jeremy, or Brandon, and. Okay. We'll just figure out, you know, where you're at, what you're doing, see if it's an industry we think we can win in, um, see if you're a person that we think could do well. And, you know, if people are coachable and willing to learn, then they'll always do well. So phone number is the best. My Instagram is just my name, C-O-D-Y-K-E-R-N-S-5. Um, you can see me there. That's my strongest social platform. I have like 114,000 followers there. I've invested tens and in ten, I mean, over a hundred thousand dollars in my personal brand at least. So, and it's resulted in millions of dollars and partnerships and people that I could have never imagined meeting, hmm. working with, communicating with, and it's all because I built the brand. So. That's great. So again, that phone number is 786-879-1131. You can call the offices of I come up. You can ask for Cody Kearns. On Instagram, it's at Cody Kearns 5, C-O-D-Y-K-E-R-N-S, the number five. And uh, Cody, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your, uh, your wisdom and your nuggets on, on being an entrepreneur and social media and, uh, and you know, building a brand and marketing. It's been great. Um, I've certainly learned some stuff from you. And uh, as an old guy, <laughs> did, did, did in quotation marks. Uh, no, seriously though, it's, you know, it's really great that I can, I can connect with somebody like you and learn things that I see are really relevant for me to continue to grow my, my business and, uh, build my messaging. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. And thank you for being a client. Um, and I think that with everything going on, we're going to be able to just continue to build this relationship and bring more value to you, you know? So that's my focus now. A year ago, I was the young dude just trying to chase money. Uh, this last year, I've just really had a big realization like, 
to hit high levels, man, you really have to provide an exceptional service to people and be willing to take a hit on your paycheck to actually put that money into use, into people, into ads, into communication, into developments within your company. That's been the biggest breakthrough for me. So appreciate you, man. Um, we'll be in contact here and thank you for having me on. Awesome. Thank you, brother. All right. Cheers. Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together, you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened. And no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M strategies.com.